Michelle Donnelly, and this is the Christian Single Moms Podcast. I believe that every single mom can discover a life of peace, power, and purpose, and that you can do it right through the things that God is carrying you through in your season as a single mom. Here we talk about all of the things that matter to a single mom, but most of all, I hope you found a place where you feel like you belong. Let's get started. Really happy you could join me for this conversation today. I'm your host, Michelle Donnelly. Today's episode is centered around our spiritual giftings, and we're going to talk a little bit about how we can discern what those spiritual gifts are and how they help us to find a sense of belonging. Joining me for this conversation is Ashley Morgan Jackson. She's a writer, speaker, author, and social media coordinator for Proverbs 31 Ministries. And she did an incredible series earlier this year on her personal Instagram account that was all about spiritual giftings. And so I've invited her on to talk a little bit more about the subject. It was important to me to air this episode during Domestic Violence Awareness Month because understanding my spiritual gifts is a way that God led me out of the trauma of an abusive relationship and led me into relationship with Him, with myself, and with safe people around me. If you're enjoying the podcast, would you take a moment and leave a ranking or a review wherever it is that you listen to this podcast? It helps other women to find our community and just let them know that there's a place that they belong. Also, down in the show notes, if you are new to the podcast, you'll notice a link to a quiz. It's called What's Your Loneliness Type? Loneliness is something that all of us single moms have to deal with, but the reasons why we deal with loneliness are different, and they don't necessarily have that much to do with whether or not we're in a relationship. So if you'd like to learn more about your own experience with loneliness, what's causing it, and then some of the ways out, go ahead and click on that link or head over to agapemoms.com forward slash quiz. I have to admit, in the process of trying to recover from divorce and find myself and who God made me to be, at first I turned to a lot of things like personality tests and the Enneagram, and none of these things were able to help me really settle in understanding myself quite as well as understanding my spiritual gifts. Here is my conversation with Ashley Morgan Jackson. Ashley, I'm excited to have you with me today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. This topic to me is so fascinating when it comes to spiritual giftings. And part of it is because the Lord brought me tremendous healing in my personal Mm. journey through a better understanding of my spiritual gifts. And this is a topic that you have addressed some on your social media in really fun ways. And (laughs) so I'm just excited to just dive into this and pick your brain on this topic a little more completely. I want to know if you would start us off with understanding why knowing our spiritual gifts really matters. Yeah, I think I've often thought, why don't we get taught this in church more regularly? 
like sometimes it's just like a warm body will do. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that it's a little sad for another other reasons that people aren't there to, to serve. But I think knowing how God made us in order to do the things that he wants us to do in his body is so important because otherwise a lot of times we're trying to shove a round peg into a square hole Mm -hmm. and we are frustrated a lot of times, or we struggle with guilt because we think, well, so-and-so does this and they're fabulous and not realizing that I don't have the gifts of so-and-so, you know? And so I think it's just really important that we know, because then we can actually, like you were saying, like walk in who God created us to be and also discover who he wants us to minister to that we might not have ever known to even look for because we are understanding this is something that I naturally just walk in. And it also eliminates, hopefully, it's still a struggle if we're honest, but it eliminates a lot of comparison Mm-hmm. because you realize like, this is a gift. I didn't give it to myself. Mm-hmm. My responsibility isn't to try to be someone great, but to be, you know, faithful with whatever the gift is that's given to me. And I think that gives us a lot of freedom mm-hmm. as we go out into life to think like, I've been given this, it flows out of me. I don't have to try. I don't have to come up with a plan to make it happen. There's other things that we have to work on. Don't we know it all, you know, yeah. <laughs> but with our gifts, it just really just comes, which is the most beautiful thing, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's so important what you just said, as far as knowing your part in the body. And as I read through mm. Romans, Romans 12 this year, that's one of the things that is very evident that we're all created differently, that a hand is not a foot, is not an eye, but we all need those parts to make up our body. And that's how our gifts function within our communities right. and that we don't have to be feeling deficient or jealous or anything like that when we see somebody who's really walking well in their gifts because we can do the same thing. We just have to figure out which one is ours. And I've absolutely been guilty of thinking that I have the wrong ones. (laughs) I, for the longest time, thought I'm a teacher, but I'm just really not good at this. (laughs) And in doing some more careful study, finding out, no, actually I'm an encourager. And that Mm -hmm. does flow really easily out of me, but Mm -hmm. recognizing that they are somewhat related, but they're also somewhat different in terms of who I am called to, that there's distinctions in those gifts of who we may be more or less attuned to their needs more easily than maybe other Mm. people. So in your personal journey though, how did that look for you? And how did that help you to start to develop a sense perhaps of your identity or your calling? I think it's like you called it a journey. And I think it's something that I'm still discovering. I think that's a part of life. Right. Um, But I would say like, for instance, I have a memory when I was, I think 15 or 14, where my youth pastor wanted me to get up and talk about our mission trip in front of the whole church. And I was like, yeah, okay. And he was like, well, what are you going to say? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll say when I get up there. (laughs) And he thought that was so weird. And he like made me figure out what I was going to say, but like, it, it just seemed like, what do, why would I have to prepare that? Mm. (laughs) Just get up and say it. And so I think definitely realizing through instances like that, and then also 
like, it is like a discovery where I want, when I learn something, I want to tell everyone that I know, (laughs) whoever will sit and listen to me, I want, and I think that's what led me to Instagram ultimately, because I needed to get out what God was showing me. So it's almost like a personal journal in a way, because I think that was the way that I discovered, okay, maybe I like, I do have teaching, you know, that I, I, the Lord shows me something and I need to give it away, like Mm -hmm. as soon as possible, Mm -hmm. um, little things like that. And also noticing, keeping in mind something that would come naturally, like, like that instance I was telling you before, or something I would be in a situation and someone else would be like, how did you do that? Or why Mm -hmm. did you think that? Mm -hmm. And I had no idea because I think when you're walking in your gifting, you don't even know, (laughs) you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. And other people are sometimes way better at recognizing it in us than we are because Mm -hmm. we're just being ourselves. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so critical that we do listen to those voices though, of people around us, because sometimes Mm -hmm. they become so much a part of our normal functioning that we don't even recognize that not everybody can do it. That there are certain talents, even certain abilities that we might have that we don't think they're all that special because we think everybody has them. So when someone says, wow, you're so great at X, Y, Z, that's a really good thing to tune into, especially if you're coming out of a broken place where you're feeling somewhat disconnected from yourself, disconnected from God, and not really sure about who you are or what you're even good at, because those voices, if they're from trustworthy people can help you key into those things. And for me, what it was, was seeing, wow, God has these gifts. He's all of these things. And he gave me this one. And this is something I love to do. And this is how I get to know him and who he is through these things. You know, when I think about like God is a creator, you know, and so liking to do creative things and having that come out so easily, it's like, wow, God, like this is that little fraction of yourself that I get to understand you with. And it is a journey though, in understanding that we may have other ones, there may be predominant ones Mm -hmm. that take Mm -hmm. over, you know, but understanding what some of the other ones are Yeah. in your journey though, were there specific moments that you could remember instances where you kind of had aha moments when it came to your giftings or I think one of my gifts is discernment. And I think that what I was thinking, even when you were speaking, is a lot of times, maybe we want someone else's gift. And so we almost shame ourselves, or we don't want the gift that we have, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't either it doesn't feel like as like flashy or showy, or it bothers us in some way. Like, why is this and for me, discernment was one of those things because I would discern something in a situation and not want to do <laughs> have that information. <laughs> yes. And I was thinking like, why am I always being put in this situation where I am having to call something out that I feel like is obvious, but no one else can see. And those were, those things just kept happening and happening and happening. And I was like, why is this part of my experience until something came up where it was like, you probably have that this gift of discernment where you're like the spirit in you is really, I thought it was my job to confront 
<laughs> I've learned later that it's really to pray. It's mm. to pray, not confront. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because he reveals things like that in the spirit because prayer needs to be over that situation. Mm-hmm. And I that for me was looking for those patterns, the repetition. I think that's a really good place to look is what are the things that keep repeatedly coming to the surface? Mm-hmm. And that is how... I started noticing, I don't remember any like one huge specific thing, but it was just like, I kept seeming to be in the same Mm. situations. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so incredible though, what you identified there, that it's not always going to feel good, that there's actually going to be perhaps a burden that comes with this. And I think many of us listening can say, oh yes, I constantly have anxiety because I care so much for people or, Mm. you know, things like that. And, but ah, so good that you mentioned that it turns us back to prayer though, to say, wow, Lord, like in my humanity, I cannot even bear all of this, but you gave me the ability to understand these things from a spiritual perspective. So I need spiritual tools to be able to put these gifts into good use rather than carrying the the heft of it on my own. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's really, really wise. And like, as you're discovering what your spiritual gifts might be to keep Obviously, prayer is such a huge aspect of that because I think he gives it to us, but his prayer is what directs it, mm-hmm. I think, you know, mm-hmm. praying with him and his guidance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So if a woman is listening, though, and she's like spiritual gifts, I don't know what they are. I don't know how to find them. I don't know anything about it. How can she lay a foundation to understand what these even are and maybe how to go about figuring out what they might be? Yeah, that's a great question. And we talked about before we started that, you know, that you were discovering it again in Romans. And actually, there is about 42 different verses that talk about um, spiritual gifts in the Bible. And so there's a few that I um, wrote down here just to give you guys references if you want to get a pen and a paper. (laughs) Um, But the first is in 1 Corinthians 12. And I just highlighted a few that the mention in these verses, um, wisdom, knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, um, miraculous powers. Um, I want to sign up for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. And then also another reference would be in Ephesians four, uh, seven through 13. This is towards the end of that group of verses. Um, talking about Jesus himself and that he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And this is the reason why we have the gifts, which I think is so beautiful, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Mm. Like that's why we have these, gifts, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I think a great place to start is just scripture. It's the the one that we can always count on. <laughs> like you said, it's yes. transcendent. It's going to last. Um, and I think diving into scripture and asking the, the Holy Spirit to lead you and to reveal to you is probably one of the most powerful things we could do in studying this. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that's so wonderful, and you alluded to it, is the fact that these gifts give us that sense of belonging. And many women in our situation that are single moms feel like maybe, do I have a place in the church? 
does my situation disqualify me from doing something mm-hmm. wonderful for the Lord or for serving him or those types of things. It is that sense that no, your situation does not take away spiritual gifting right. and that actually your situation can draw you to connect even better with people because you understand pains that other people would be going through that are similar to yours. And so it's part of how we get purpose from the suffering that we've gone through and that we have belonging then that we belong to one another because we don't all have all of these gifts. And so we have to work together essentially to bring about the work of God in our communities. And it just is the thing that can transcend the things that we've gone through. Right. And I think it's just such a important thing to reiterate. What are you, if you're withholding your gift from the body, what, how is you're not easing someone's suffering or you're not giving into the body. Someone needs you to step Mm -hmm. into what God has given you. We think like, Oh, all the needs are met. They're not met because if the, all the body doesn't work, then it's a broken body. Right. Mm -hmm. And so every single person, if you think you don't matter, that's just a lie. It's a lie from the enemy because he doesn't want you to walk in the fullness of all God has. But as soon as you start taking those steps of faith, like I always think of the little boy with his fish and his loaves, you know, and I always think like, what can you do with this? And, you know, like we're holding it up to Jesus. Like, this is the little that I have. What can you do anything with this? Like literally it's a joke to us. But in the hands of God, he can make it more than enough like he did that day. And I think, will we offer the little that we think we have and see what God might do? You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love this too, because as I mentioned, you know, going through a broken season, there's so many questions about ourselves and who we are to God and what we have to offer. What is that thing that I have to offer? Mm. And if I'm going to be fully transparent I took all kinds of different personality tests. I started to explore the Enneagram for a while. And the only thing it could really do a lot of the times was point me to brokenness. And I think that's one of the things, for example, if you've ever, you know, looked into some of these Enneagram things are talking about, these are ways you've adapted to your trauma that, you know, quote unquote, personality (laughs) types are ways that you are adapting to your trauma. And I'm looking at that going, hmm, so this is a measure of my brokenness. And that was the thing I kept bumping into as I was studying this. It was just brokenness, 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 staring me in the face. And it was like, all I could think to just, how do I not feel this way anymore? How do I not feel that when I'm exercising this ability that there's something lacking underneath it? And Mm. so that's why this study of spiritual gifts was so critical for me. And starting to see your posts about how to maybe start identifying some of those gifts Mm. because it was the thing that gave me life. It was not based in trauma. It was not based in things from my past. They were based in gifts from a loving and generous and fantastic father. And that was the thing that made me wake up in the morning and say, oh, look what I have to offer today. And then as you just continue to walk in that, you see God multiply it. And it just it just lifted me out of so much. So I've stepped away from all that other personality stuff and like I'm fully into the spiritual gifts because it's just, I mean, but it comes from the word and it is life giving because it is directly lifted from scripture. 
I'd like to take a short break from our conversation to mention our sponsor, Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is Christian counseling that is available on the go, and it works through an app where you are able to schedule video sessions or just chat with your counselor throughout the course of the week. And I found that having the combination of Christian teaching and counseling together was so encouraging and so healing for me. If you have been considering Christian counseling and you would like to give Faithful Counseling a try, you can get 10% off of your first month by going to getfaithful.com forward slash single mom. Ashley, did you have moments at all, you know, that were difficult for you where maybe those spiritual gifts were a benefit for you in a difficult time? When I thought about this, I I honestly thought immediately, you know, I didn't I don't think of my own gifts during my most difficult times, but I'm telling you how much did I need other people's spiritual mm. gifts during those hard times. I have really grown to appreciate like you said like that we can't be whole without the other people doing that. And I think when someone is suffering, that is the time when the the gifts shine, I believe a lot of the times, because it's so like, it is like the body of Christ literally coming and like helping and supporting and surrounding. And I, in those moments, need someone to encourage me. Mm-hmm. I, I need someone to minister like with a meal or something super practical, like hospitality. I need someone to teach me something remind me of truth. And so being, I think in our society after COVID and everything we've been through, we're more isolated than ever. And we are not benefiting a lot of times from each other's gifts as much as we could. But again, I, I, when I think of those hard times, I think like, wow, I appreciated and could see other people's gifts so clearly because I felt so depleted. I needed that touch of God from them, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I 100% relate to that. And I think something that's interesting is if we think about loneliness, we can be in a room full of people and be lonely. That's and a true. lot of it is because we don't know our place. We don't know mm-hmm. that we matter, why we matter. We may be suspicious if someone is exercising their gifts towards us, we might be suspicious of why. Right. <laughs> and when we understand though, gifting is so, I think so such an essential part of understanding what we've been equipped to do by our father and who Mm -hmm. we've been called to live it out with. And we get to not only give, but receive. Mm. And that really, even when you're not in a relationship or even when you are having a difficult time, you can still have a feeling of belonging and you can have a sense of purpose despite being in the midst of so much chaos. And when we are able to receive love from other people through their giftings and we can give out what we do have, whatever little it might be that that's some of what can peel away some of that sense of just meaninglessness or Mm -hmm. loneliness and help us to get back onto solid footing and start to walk in something that's just so much more abundant. Right. And I, this just came to mind. So I hope you don't mind me saying this, but Mm -hmm. I've never been through what a lot of your listeners have been through, but it's almost like, you know, PTSD going back into things where it's like you're, you're on guard 
I, I don't know who I can trust. I don't know if God is even good, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. And so I think like when you're heal in that healing process, and that I'm sure that that is a journey. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a fast journey. It's it's like allowing God to be in the broken places and for him not to be in a hurry with you. Yeah. Just let it be. Um, But something that I've really been working on too, as I've come through my own journey in in healing and in showing up in those places where things trigger me, like you were talking about, like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if I can trust you Mm -hmm. doing this. And something I've really been challenged with lately is um, what, what proof am I looking for Mm -hmm. when I show up in those places? Am I looking for proof of being rejected because I've been rejected Um, or am I looking for the proof that people are good and that they like me, you know, that there's a possibility I could be liked because sometimes Mm -hmm. I come into a room and like, just think people just don't like me. Mm -hmm. And, and so I kind of like look for evidence for that to be true. Mm -hmm. And so that just came to mind, like, as we take our thoughts captive of those things that the enemy has just like been putting in our minds over and over again and start walking in or attempting to chase what he's made us to do, Mm -hmm. that that will be a a process as well, you know? Yeah. I think that's so important what you just said, because lies Mm. are such a trap of the enemy to keep us from understanding how special we are to God and Uh what he's put inside of us. And if we look at even Genesis, he's been doing it since the beginning when he was saying to Eve, are you sure? No, 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 you're not going to die. You know, God knows you're going to be like him. If you eat that fruit, she's sitting there going, well, why wouldn't God want me to be like him? Is there something wrong with me? You know? Mm -hmm. And so that's that insecurity that's starting to creep up into that situation. And that's really how the enemy can keep us subdued and small and stop us from exploring our gifts, stop us from becoming confident in these things. If we just have enough doubt or enough question about what do all these people think about me that we decide it's not worth it. Yeah, that's really good. And I think something that I'm I'm sure you deal with it. I'm sure everyone deals with this, but when you do start being getting brave enough to start stepping out and like, Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to encourage that person that I don't really know, or I think I'm going to ask, you know, there is that um, fear. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys get this thought in your head, but I always think, well, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Who do you think yes. you are to do that or yep. try that or say mm-hmm. that? And I just love that quote. I'm sure I'm going to say it wrong, but it's like, I'm just a nobody who's trying to point everybody to a somebody. Mm. I think that's like such a good like reminder. Like I'm not, I'm not anybody. Yeah. But I'm here to I'm here. I got some gifts. I want to use them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I got some gifts. I want to use them. <laughs> we should make a t-shirt, Ashley. I think totally, that's, yeah. that's our new merch line. Uh, <laughs> no, I love what you're saying though here too. And I want to ask you though about cultivating gifts mm. because you're right. There does come a point where we have to step out. We got to mm. be bold. We got to try some things. We might fall flat on our face, but we might also have little successes that kind of catapult us. So when it comes to your specific giftings, how did you start to cultivate some of those things and what successes or failures can you point to? (laughs) You know, for me too, I also just love creating. Um, I, it's just like part of who I am and again, have, have almost shamed myself over that because it has felt weird 
And so, but as I started noticing or feeling the Lord, you know how you kind of can ignore him for a while and it just keeps coming up and you're like, (laughs) yeah, so when are you going to get around to that? Um, It wasn't a multiple choice question. It was just (laughs) like, you got to go. And so I think as for me, like for instance, (laughs) I feel as though this is not a spiritual gift unless it's like teaching, but like, but writing, Mm -hmm. um, I have always, and I think sometimes our desires will go along with our gifts. Maybe not always, but a lot of times I've been wanting to write. And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm doing this, but for me, it was through Instagram Mm -hmm. and I started stepping out and I started at first when I was first blogging, I was blogging about, Oh, I don't know, uh, fashion or hair tutorials or other things like safe in my mind, safe Mm -hmm. uh, topics. But what my heart's passion was really, you know, the Lord and, but what are people going to think if Mm -hmm. I, if I just put it, if I put my heart all out there and what I really think and how I really feel And I had to wrestle with that. I think, I think it was the Lord was asking me to wrestle and put it out there. Was he worth it to put it on the line for was the one person that I might impact, was she worth it or was it only, or was my fear going to outweigh like that, that voice of like, who do you think you are? And Mm. I feel bad for you (laughs) because you're embarrassing yourself. Like these are the thoughts that are in my, in my head. And what I didn't realize was that by being faithful in the unseen, in the, in the small beginnings, in showing up with what I had, with what I could do, the Lord was building a strength in me because he was showing me that it's not about, I love the quote, uh, we plant and we plow, but the Lord brings the harvest. Mm. We don't know when the harvest is going to come, but our responsibility isn't to make the harvest grow. Mm -hmm. Our responsibility is just to be faithful. And so I think that if I point to anything is just having the guts (laughs) to be faithful. And sometimes in our society, it's all about the big and the showy and the everyone knows me or whatever, but the Lord doesn't care about any of that. (laughs) <laughs> the <Nope>. Lord cares. <laughs> the Lord cares about the little, small, faithful mm. things that we are doing every single day. How we're talking to the lady at Target. Mm. How we're how we're washing the dishes without a like throwing things around or whatever. You know, it's just those little things. How we can be faithful and obedient to Him day in and day out. That I think He then sees. Okay, you are faithful in the small things. Yeah, and now I can trust you with more. And that's like the beauty of seeing that growth in ourselves and what God gives us, you know? Totally. And I think that's how when we're in difficult seasons or even waiting seasons, Mm. sometimes we feel like, oh, I'm waiting on God to do something. But if we do that, we kind of end up in a space sometimes where we're idling, that we're not growing and we're not, it feels more like we're standing in line at the DMV just waiting for (laughs) something to show up. You know, it's not like we're actually living our life. But when we recognize, whoa, I've got gifts and I've got people and I've got things I can do right now, we start to see his multiplication little by little in those little everyday things, as we become confident, as we see that we do have impact and we see how God would grow those things. And so waiting really isn't like, 
I'm waiting for, you know, my turn basically, you know, right. at the <laughs> checkout or whatever, but it's something that is gradual that is growing us into some growing into the person that he had us to be all along, but right. prepares us for those next level challenges. Because if we're not getting prepped along the way, we're not going to be ready for whatever it is that comes. So and good. it's just another way though, too, that we can see that God is faithful. So just as we're faithful with what he's given us for the right now, we see yeah. that he is faithful. He's not going to waste any of that stuff. He's not yeah. going to say, oh, well, that's nice, but you need to give me a, you know, a few more reps there. You know, it's, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that's, that is just a compound effect. And, and we, as we start to see his hand, then it builds up our gratitude that, wow, you would see me that you would do something with this. Okay. Mm. Well, well, I want to keep chasing after you. And that's where our zest for life can come through in those seasons that just don't feel so zesty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember when I was going, I went through a long season of depression. I was a young mom and my, my identity was diapers and dishes, you know, And of course, I think sometimes when God gives us gifts, he also, like I said earlier, gives us a vision of what we we might think we want, how we would use those things or how we would like to use them. And um, he reminded me of David in when he was anointed as king, he went back to the sheep Mm -hmm. for a long time and no one cared what he was doing out there, but God was cultivating in him. I called it slingshot training, right? Mm. He was learning to kill bears and lions out there on the backside of nowhere. And I read somewhere recently, why, why does God use shepherds so much to lead? And it's because they had the time to listen Mm. in those waiting seasons. I think that the most beautiful thing that we can learn is how to listen to the voice of the Lord Mm. and, and get in that slingshot training. What are the little things that he's teaching us to? Because you do not know when a Goliath is going to be on your doorstep and you're going to know how to use that thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's such a refining in this too, that we're going to try some things and they're not going to work. This, when it, when I look at, you know, the blogging I'm doing right now, much like what you said, I started off doing nutrition, you know, (laughs) and that was good, but I wasn't ready for what God would have next for me. Mm. And all this anxiety started to come up and God showed me, Hey, you do have gifts, but you've also got to deal with this monkey that's on your back. You've Mm -hmm. got to deal with this thing because if you don't, you're not going to be ready for anything more. And so it was, but it was pulling away for a season and saying, you know what, I'm not ready to, to go after this any more than what I'm doing right now. And so it was take the hands off the wheel. But in that period of time, there were some things that transpired that brought me into the season I'm in right now. Mm. And part of the way that I process is by writing. And so it was like, okay, I'm just going to pour all of this out to you, do whatever you want with it. And where, but where a failure had occurred before that I shrunk back from an opportunity. Mm. Now it was me just pouring out for the sake of it and allowing God to do what he would do, not just with it, but with me. And there were so much healing that he started to bring to me as other people would read things and say, Oh, I finally feel like somebody understands me, or you wrote that in a way that made me feel seen, you know, or those types of things. And it's just one of those things where you go, well, that had not a whole lot to do with me. That had a lot to do with (laughs) letting God like take the pen basically, you know, Totally. but it, it teaches us also Sometimes those knockdowns teach us 
not to take so much pride in our giftings because they're God's. And (laughs) when we turn our lives over to let him grow them and use them, Mm -hmm. then we can start to see things that would not be, that we would not be capable of in our own humanity. Right. (laughs) Totally. So good. I love that. So as far as, you know, your work and relationships and all those kinds of things, how has your spiritual giftings helped you to just have maybe a sense of your place in your community or in the world or just this season of life that God's planted you right now? I think this is something, if I'm honest, that I still battle because I struggle with how much of myself am I supposed to give in, in, in this situation or I'm a crier, so I'm very emotional. (laughs) So I like always almost preface that, like apologize for that Mm -hmm. in groups. And I think the Lord is continually revealing to me. um, I did not make a mistake with you show up Mm and show up as who I made you to be like, it's okay if you're not like anybody else, because it's so easy to look at someone who's successful and think, why can't I be more like that? Instead of like embracing, like I'm super intense, super passionate, will cry with you any drop of a hat, but I'm also like a super nerd. Like I just like really just want to like do weird things. (laughs) (laughs) And I think like, like the Lord allowing me like with, with my uh, discernment or, or teaching or whatever it is to show up and bring that to the room. Mm-hmm. I think it takes some boldness because there's other gifts that are there. Sometimes it's the same gift that you have. And so re- like looking for like, okay, is this a place that you want me again, back to the prayer. Um, but I, I see it a lot too, even just in my immediate family, you know, he gives me opportunities to use my gifts. A, a, one of them is faith as well. And I feel like this one fluctuates. Sometimes I'm super in faith. Sometimes I'm not, maybe that's not one of my primaries at, at all, but you know, okay, Lord, you want us to quit our jobs and move across the country? Sign us up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like those little practical things and other people are like, what are you doing? But to me, it's like, yeah, this is, yes. this is an adventure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I totally relate to that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I think those are like just some little things. I, again, I'm, I still struggle with it, but like little by little, just sometimes it's just like you said, the, the dependence on God. I think he never really lets us master it a hundred percent because he's like, you girl, you need me. You really need me. And I, Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I've even found sometimes the thing that we are gifted in is it can often be a place where we can get attacked or we get discouraged. Mm. So for example, myself being an encourager, I get discouraged a lot. So you'd think it would be easy for me to just like, well, go ahead and encourage yourself, you know, or, or to know how to tap into that and not just spiral. And that is a place I really have to be disciplined in my thought life mm. and go to the Lord frequently. But when he fills me up, then I'm able to go fill back up again, fill other people right. up again, you know? And right. so though it is a place where I may experience specifically some depletion, it's also a way I'm very easily able to reconnect with God. Now mm. that I've recognized that that's, you know, kind of a, a, I don't know if weakness is the right word, but 
a, a vulnerable spot for me. Right. Okay. That, yeah. Um, yeah. I just learn how to see it much sooner. Mm, and so instead good. of going into a despair place, say, whoa, 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 this is, this means this is, this is time for me to re-up basically. Right. <laughs> and if I'm not able to pour it out, it means I'm out. <laughs> right. Right. Because it comes so natural. Yeah. That's really, that's yeah. a good insight. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think though, too, you know, when it comes to feeling misunderstood or when it comes to feeling that we're not sure, you know, where the next step is to go in life. You know, sometimes these, these opportunities that we might not really understand in the moment, sometimes God can reveal so much mm-hmm. about our gifts or who he's called us to. And I think that's one of the, the real big blessings out of the heaviest, darkest seasons of my life was that because I was so broken, I was so ready to have God just pour it in, tell me tell me who you are. Tell me who I am. Tell me what you've made in me. Mm. And it was though, having the ability to listen to those safe people who could tell you, Hey, this is a gift you have, because I'll be honest, I've taken the inventories. I don't know what your opinion is about the spiritual gift tests and stuff like that. um, I didn't feel like I got as much out of them as I did from hearing either from the Mm -hmm. Lord or hearing from other people, what it seemed that my gifts would be. Right. And I think it's so important to keep those people around you too, because when you doubt yourself, they're like, and now <laughs> they're like, yeah. you're, you just did it five minutes ago. Mm. You're good. And because sometimes we're so close to it, we're like, we can't see it. But those people that they're around us, we, they have our back. We're doing it for them too. Cause how easy is it for you? If you think, imagine your best friends in your head right now, mm-hmm. you know, everything that's amazing about them. Yeah. They probably don't know as much about themselves. Mm. So it's so it's so important, I think, to be around those people who can remind you who you are. Yeah, I think this is great for our kids too, because I think mm. as we become aware what our gifts are and what they're not, <laughs> right. I think it's really wonderful that we can start to point them out in our children. So, for example, discernment—I can already see in one of my older children absolutely discernment as a gift, mm. and I've been able to call that out and say, you know what, you have this in, at a level that. I did not have when I was your age. So this is unique, you know, chase that down, but also knowing, okay, if you have this very real sense of discernment, as you even alluded to, you may also feel though sometimes like, why am I the only one who sees this? Or why do I feel so particularly burdened to say something? And that will be something to step into and mature into. Right. Right. And I think that's something I didn't realize had to happen. You know, it's like we give, we're given these spiritual gifts, but I think we can, like a baby has to learn to walk. Like we have to learn to walk in our gifts yes. by practicing. And so I, I'm still practicing all the time. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> oh, Ashley, I just am so appreciative. I have such a greater understanding through this conversation, just more and more of how God has knit us all together through mm the giftings that he's given us. As we are wrapping up the conversation here, I ask every guest the same question at the very end. And it is, if there was one thing that you would want a single mom to know, what would it be? I think I would want her to know that she is seen. I immediately think, and maybe this is a common theme, but um, of Hagar um, with Ishmael and taking care of him. And thinking we're going to die, feeling quite hopeless. And the idea that God cared 
He cared about that little small moment, not some big thing. And as much as we're talking about gifts and the future of what that could be, like how much God cares about you in this exact moment. And he sees you and he doesn't love a future, more spiritual version of you more than he loves you right now in this moment. Hmm. That is so good. Thank you so much. Ashley, tell listeners about your resources and how they can follow along with you. Okay. Well, I am currently starting to work on a book and it's going to be called Tired of Trying. So (laughs) I'm sure that can be relatable. It's about spiritual exhaustion. So that won't be out for a while, but until then you can follow me on Instagram and my handle is ashley.morgan.jackson. Awesome. And I will have a link there in the show notes for listeners so that they can find you more easily. But thank you so much for spending time. It's my pleasure. Thanks for asking me. I appreciate that. If you enjoyed this conversation, I'd also recommend a couple of other episodes for you. Check out episode 77, Beyond Broken, The Power of God in Your Comeback and How to Live from More with Tony Collier. Also have a listen to episode 68, The Significance of Struggle in Restoring Hope and Embracing Your Truest Self with Christy Wright. As we wrap up the conversation, I'd like to draw your attention to a couple of resources available for you in the show notes. The first is our guided scripture meditation that goes along with each and every episode that you can find at the Agape Moms YouTube channel. Also, there's a link there to follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Agape Moms and to join the private Facebook group, Beloved Collective. Lastly, if you'd like to spend some time reflecting in prayer on what you've learned in this episode, check out the link for our free podcast pages, journaling pages. Thanks for spending time with me today. I'm praying for you and that you would know that you are seen and you are beloved.